Welcome back, folks, to Shift Ender Podcast, the Shift Ender Podcast. I am your host, Drew McSalty. Going to have Morton with us today here in the Shift Ender Studios. We're going to talk about different types of ambulances today. I'm not talking about just different uh, services. I'm talking about the actual makeup. Uh, it would be one, two, three, medium duty, sprinter van, all the whole deal. So stand by for that, and then we're going to talk about some stupid calls. So today, we're going to talk about the different styles of ambulances, the pros, the cons, what we like, what we hate. So, I say we just go numerically because it's easier to count. So, a Type 1 ambulance is the first one we're going to talk about. I myself have worked on Type 1s in the past. One of the services I worked for exclusively used Type 1s for a long, long time. Uh, That is your medium to large size box typically on a truck chassis Uh, the problem I have with type ones for one they're huge they don't they don't fit everywhere you might want to fit for whatever reason they make the box you know like 20 or 30 percent bigger than a type threes type box and most of the time you've got a single cab which is fine and dandy but uh, a person my size and height and all that a single cab is not very comfortable because there's nowhere to go I mean, you can, there's no option of of making that area bigger when they build it it's just the cab is what it is you know are you saying like the seats pressed all the way back against the, yeah the, the i mean wall? yeah it, you can either have leg room or you can lean your leg or your back back but there's there's just no there's no happy middle there's there. no option <laughs> for for both it's an either or for me if you're six feet tall, you're, you're just, you're, you're SOL. Now, I, I do know that you can get those in, like, extended cab and uh, uh, four-door versions and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, most people are They're not going to sink the money for that. Yeah, unless, unless it's some sort of specialty-type vehicle, it's just not going to happen. You, I know what you're thinking. Is it an ambulance a specialty-type vehicle? <laughs> no. It's not. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's not. It's, it's, it's essentially a taxi with some lights and a stripe on it. But yeah, the 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 type ones, you know, they I'm, the only ones I've ever seen are always dually because they're so big and heavy, and they're they're kind of awkward to get around. And of course, backing them and all that kind of stuff, putting them in certain spots is a little bit more difficult just because they are so big. But you do have a lot of room in the back. I'll give them that. Uh, depending on the the manufacturer. You could have a whole plethora worth worth of storage, and outside storage is really the the best part about those because they've got some super huge cabinets. I mean, you got spots just for a stair chair. I mean, uh, well, there was one service I worked for back in the day that they didn't have the, the rescue squad, or there was no extrication services provided outside of the ambulance service. So we had one of the ambulances that was actually a quote crash truck, and ah, nifty. Yeah, it was stocked just like every other ambulance. Of course, every other ambulance had all kinds of extra space on it, too, that wasn't utilized. But this one, they had uh, the, the jaws and you know spreader and some cribbing and some turnout gear and stuff like that on it, too. And it still wasn't full. I mean, it still had plenty of of space in it. But, yeah, if you, had, if you got a wreck, you just you took that truck instead of your other one. Yeah, they had narcs and all that crap on it too. You mentioned the stair chair. So what you're saying is 
when we need the stair chair, you don't enjoy pulling out seven towels, three bottles of cleaner, a couple of random straps, and then maybe the chair, which may or may not work. You didn't preface preface the fact that those were dirty towels <laughs> that you had yeah, to grab with yeah. your may or may not be gloved hand. Yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's one of the the pros of those is you have so much storage you can put things you know in their own individual spot and not have to feel like you're taking apart an erector set to get the daggum thing out to use it (laughs) but that's the pros i know of a type one have you ever worked on a type one we've never had those never had that like i say it's 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 fine and dandy for certain things and i guess if you're like in a municipality that's got big wide streets and shoulders it's fine where you don't have bridges with, you know, eight and a half feet of clearance. Right, right. You know, you're just not smacking mirrors every time you pass somebody on the road. So the next type of ambulance, I guess we're going to cover two different ones on this. That's your type two, which is your van, which I guess these new sprinters kind of fall into that category too. I guess, yeah. Even though a lot of them are smaller, I don't think they really classify them differently. It's just your van that's, that's... they used to call it a high cube where they would put that the extra space where the lights and all that crap would run up through the ceiling and uh, funny story about one that the, there was a rural uh, service that showed up I mean they're like 150 miles away from home that showed up at one of our local trauma centers this is years and years ago and uh, the first time I'd ever seen them I'm like wow that's a ugly truck it was a Dodge van but it wasn't a high cube. It was just a van with a light bar on top of it. <laughs> it had, like, most of the setup of the back of a van ambulance, but you know, a Type 2, but it didn't have the extra headspace. And this thing, it had, like, a ton of Philly collars in it and bandages and a bunch of pillows, you know, and splints and stuff, you know. It's like it was, like, in Back to the Future, and it warped out of, like, yes. 1972. Yes, and the, the flux capacitor was working on this thing. <laughs> But I don't think it got up to 88 miles an hour, so I don't know how it got back there. But I saw that thing, and I just we were rolling by with our patient. And, and I, at, the, at the time, I worked for a really rural place myself, but and we thought our, our trucks were junk. But, man, I held my head up high, and my <laughs> chest bet. was all puffed out. I was like, yeah, we got some nice stuff compared to these guys. It's all relative. But, you know, your Type 2 is – I never really had an issue with working on a Type 2. Of course, I didn't know any better. And back in that day, we didn't have stair chairs, you know, and so you really didn't have to worry about storing those. And they would put like the backboards under the bench seat, kind of slid up under there, and then straps and all that crap. They'd have a door, or they'd have a little slot cut out into the, the rear doors when you'd open them up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the ones you had were like that. Yeah, ours was like that. Um, I mean, they they drove okay. They kind of felt like they were going to flip over being single axle a lot. So that's, back in my more squirrely days of driving too darn fast yeah same here i i got the talking to from my partner because the uh the very first ALS unit i was on was the van yeah. and he was like you can't you can't ever drive like that again okay i was like kill you. okay okay understood the but, side doors on those things man you could put a freaking sectional couch in the side of them they opened up yeah something. you had the double doors and you could you could move a lot of something through those doors if need be especially yeah. if a something was too heavy to be carried but walked okay out of the house mm-hmm. um yeah those old yeah. vans were, were all right uh but then you know they you'll still see a few of them you know your chevys and your fords and whatnot but 
a lot of people are going to those sprinter type vehicles because you can still get a diesel in them and you can actually get those in, in Dooley as well, but they seem, and I've actually worked on one briefly, maybe four or five times, and the front of it seemed to have like a ton of headroom. It was a Demir's, I think, is who made it, and you know, it was kind of cool, and it, I didn't see, I didn't feel like really cramped or anything in it. I could lean the seat back enough where it was comfortable, but the back on that thing, man, it was horrible setup the way they did it, but they had the, the the monitor had a mount like up at the, where the head of the bench seat would be. So once you put the monitor on the patient, you know, if you put the pulse ox and blood pressure, and four lead and 12 lead and all that crap on, there was no getting back to the other side of the patient. I mean, you yeah. you had to be Spider-Man and crawl on the top of the freaking ceiling to get to the back towards the other side of the patient. I mean, it's almost like you need to start the IV before you get the vials. <laughs> Because <laughs> otherwise you're trapped. <laughs> I was trying to remember where we kept the monitor on our van when we had a patient. I think we might have just sat it at the head of the cot because there was no other seat. Yeah. Well, we had, uh, yeah. back when I was on a van, we had the MRL, which I'm, I don't even know if you even know what that is, but it's a, it was this clamshell looking monitor thing. And we had it set on the uh, little the, the cabinet to your left but there was no doors. You just kind of you slid it up to where it would pivot. You unbuckled it and then let it the, the, the front fall down and all the wires and stuff kind of vomited out on the floor. It was great. Oh, perfect. And uh, we just left it there. But the problem was is you couldn't see the daggum thing if you were sitting in the cabin seat. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be sitting on the bench to be able to look at the monitor and look at the patient at the same time. But... It's it's funny because let's go ahead and start about talking about type threes because that's what we're sitting in right now is a type three and the reason we have type threes at our company is because it's mandated per the contract of the county we work in. Otherwise, I'm sure we'd be in the smallest, cheapest piece of crap you could find. Oh yeah, yeah. But the type threes that we have, they're a decent size truck. Like the one we're sitting in right now is a Braun. And Braun makes a decent vehicle for the for the most part, but man, it's like the storage is just retarded and wonky. You know, it's so random oh, yeah. for each model. Like there's there doesn't seem to be this consistency across the board. It's just you know, in this truck, okay, well we'll stuff this thing here and this thing there. And... Yeah, we we have this bin system. You know, like the plastic's busted on the bin, they know to change it out, whatever. And none of them are in the same spot on the same truck. It is completely different every truck you get on. It's like, why can we not put bin 10 in this slot, you know, and just leave it there? Yeah. But then you've got, um, I lost my train of thought about the thing. Anyway, what we're getting back to was, uh, oh, I know what I was going to talk about. The airway bag. Most trucks that I've ever been on, except for here, has a spot for the airway bag to go in like the cabinets that are on the left of the captain seat because yeah we're supposed to take the monitor and airway bag in on every call that's cool but not every call requires an airway bag like when i go to pick up a mental eval and i park next to the patient i don't need to bring an airway bag five feet over to them for somebody that's walking to my truck or if i'm going on a transfer or a critical care call I don't need my airway bag on the cot to go in the hospital. There's no, and you have to strap it to the bench seat. And now, 
I can't get any farther than the patient's hip to get down to see anything. Yeah, it's a behemoth of a bag, and I mean, I understand, you know, why we carry what we do in it, and, and it's been pared down over the years. It doesn't have as much as it used to. But they got bigger bags. But they got time. bigger bags now, and so they're bulky, and they don't fit anywhere. They're oddly shaped. Yeah, and if for some reason you have to, uh, you know, get lonely and take a firefighter with you for your call, you really have no room, so. Exactly. That, that, that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't matter the, the style of the truck. It's all on how you utilize the space that you have, and I personally feel like these are crap. And we've we've ordered a lot of these new trucks. They're Trauma Hawks, I believe, is the one that yeah. they're made of. Uh, is that an AV? I think it makes it or something. But I got a feeling a lot of them are remounts, but because half the trucks have a an adequate amount of space in the front, because we sit in these things for twenty four hours, and then half of them you have to sit like at a ninety degree angle. Your knees are touching the dash, and you have one foot sitting on top of the other because there's no space for it in the floorboard. I, yeah, I that's true. It tapers down. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why they're all not the same space. They look the same on the outside. Mm-hmm. Why is it different on the inside? It makes some have no an outside sense. compartment, and some don't. Yeah, some of them have you know an outside compartment on the on the passenger side. A lot of them don't. I, I don't understand why did you order all these different. Cause it's not like you're just getting whatever's made. You could you could spec this stuff out. I thought the whole point of an assembly line was that it was a consistent product being turned out one after another. It, it, it's not like you're just sitting there like, oh, you know, we made this box too fast. You know, it's too late. You know, no, this takes a while yeah. to weld these things together. And, you know, and, and spec these things out. I just don't understand why it is so difficult to make them all kind of the same. It, it'd be nice. Because it's like, you know, the cleaning supplies is over here on one. It's back stuffed behind the CIDs on another. And it's somewhere hidden under the stair chair on another one. <laughs> but oh. the Type 3, personally, is my favorite yeah. kind of truck. Just because you've got... It's not super huge. Or, I mean, you can be if you get, like, a tailor-made. But uh, for the oh. most part, they're not super huge. And you can, you've got an adequate amount of space to store some things if it's done correctly. Like some of the new ones we've got, you can't even fit the bins in the I was gonna touch in on the that. shelves because they're yeah. so so the small. Cabinets, open, you know, there's a sliding door on each side of the cabinet with about six inches of opening that you're trying to jam a ten inch bin through. Yeah, and it's built for like a pack of four by fours is what it looks I know, like. It's like yeah. What did they expect us to have to put in here? It's you know? a, they had to have got a deal on those doors or something. You know, like if you order twenty thousand of these, we'll give you half off. You're like okay, let's send them. We'll put them on somebody's trucks. But anything else you want to add about the Type 3? It's kind of the bread and butter of, of this operation. That's what I've spent the vast majority in. And I remember when I was on a Type 2 before, at, at another place, before I ever got to work on a Type 3, I thought, man, those things are cool. They look awesome, you know. And now I hate them all. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the fourth type we're going to talk about is the medium duty and medium duty you know it's like your your giant box but it's got like a international or a like a ford f650 kind of front end on it you know you can get those um that same rural service i was telling you about that had the type ones 
for whatever reason, at some point, they bought a medium duty. Like, I don't know if they got it on sale. Like they went it on a ball board or like something. A, yeah. Like a, <laughs> I don't know if it was like a demo, and they're like, please take this. We'll give it to you half off or what. That, that same service, by the way, now runs Sprinters. <laughs> From one extreme to the yeah, other. Yeah, the, 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 the biggest truck you can get to the smallest. But it was just a regular cab, and, you know, they've got air brakes and an air, air ride seat in it, and you're just bouncing the whole time you're going around the road because it's just, you know, especially if you're heavy like myself, you're just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing as you're driving. And you really got to get used to those air brakes because they will sling your butt through the windshield. You put, you hit the brakes, they apply. <laughs> you will be stopped. It is, there, it is very hard to get used to feathering those things to where you're not just, you know, hard stop everywhere you go. Those are kind of, I mean, I honestly don't see the purpose in them at all. Like, one of the children's hospitals here had one for about eight or nine years that they used. Now, it was a quad cab, so they had a little bit more space to haul the extra personnel and all that. And that's yeah. fine and dandy, but uh, you can get a, a Type 1 like that, too. It's a quad cab. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what they bought now is a Type 1 with a regular cab, which made no sense. But they had that medium duty for a long, long time. And it's right in the middle of a city on a hill. And it's, it's just a, a beast of a thing to try to, to get around, I'm sure. And it doesn't fit under any of the awnings at any of these hospitals that it goes to to pick up kids and stuff. But I never have understood the, the purpose. That that kind of vehicle is for, like, you know, crash trucks and stuff is what you need that kind of size of vehicle for, something to haul that kind of weight. Yeah. There's just no purpose in making a truck like that, in my opinion, an ambulance like that. Just, even in cities, why? Right. Get something that's, you know more comfortable rides nicer it just doesn't make any sense to me you ever been on one you ever had to like go on your children's never, runs no, on i've never had to take the big big guy out or uh no, i don't think so you haven't missed anything i can tell you that but that's our thoughts on the uh, squad julances and all their different styles and whatnot if you got any opinions or comments Hit us up on shiftinterpodcast at gmail.com or shiftinterpod on Twitter. Stand by, we're going to talk about some stupid calls we've had recently. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. And wait like everyone else. All right, so, talking about stupid calls, one I had last shift, unfortunately, Morton wasn't with me. We got called out at 2 in the morning for, like, a 30-something-year-old male with hiccups. And I'm not talking about he'd had hiccups for days. I'm talking about two hours this guy had hiccups. So we go out there, and we, uh, we're, we're just, you know, kind of put out with it just by looking at the, the notes on the mdt before we even get there and uh, me and my partner were like this is ridiculous this guy's 31 years old and he's calling an ambulance for hiccups we get there and he won't answer the door he's like who is it i'm like who do you think it is did you order a pizza also <laughs> at this time of the night i mean it's the ambulance uh, duh so he's like i gotta get some clothes on i'm like why didn't you do that before you called? <laughs> it's hiccups, man. <laughs> so 
several minutes goes by. It's just like, he's like, are you guys still out there? We're like, yeah, because you haven't opened the door. We, we can't just leave, even though we might want to. We, we really like to, but we can't. And he's like, I'm going to open the door in five, four. And he counts down. I'm like, what the crap is going on? So he opens the door, and he's, he looks disheveled, obviously. He's got a, like a polo shirt on or something. But he's holding his pants up with both hands. Like they were ten sizes too big for him or something. So I'm like, what in the world is this dude's deal? Well, he's, he's intoxicated as he can be. But he says that he's going through withdrawals from alcohol. I'm like, no, nah, it's not how that works. You drank like three quarters of a bottle <laughs> tonight. Yeah, that's... that's not how that works. So what was weird, though, is he had this seat sitting in front of a table with a computer and like this homemade green screen, like some green Afghan or something hanging up behind it. And I'm like, at two in the morning, it didn't click in my head till like the next day. And I was sitting there thinking about it again. I was like, what in the world was this guy doing <laughs> that he had to put clothes on that he's sitting in front of this green screen? <laughs> well, it, what in the world <laughs> did we walk in on? <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery. folks that wraps it up for this episode of the shift ender podcast i'd like to thank morton once again here in the shift ender studios big shout out to my buddy kevin at kevin's podcast show if you haven't checked out his podcast i don't know what the crap you're doing because i mention it every single time it is the best podcast on there right now it's it's funny it's it's uh, got a lot of, of politics in it but he's, he's got some some a lot of humor and he's just a funny guy to listen to also uh that i don't know if i mentioned that was kevin's podcast show also check out derek uh my buddy derek on derek's heretics he talks about all kinds of paranormal kind of stuff aliens and all that such as that uh you can catch both those guys everywhere you catch me anchor uh, google play all that kind of stuff there's also a new one that kevin had mentioned that he saw as uh, bullhorn if you're listening to us on bullhorn we appreciate it I've just now figured out what that is, though. So, until next time, we will see you later.